Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hey, it is Larry Sharp. I am here, WYSL, Rochester, New York, on A Free Solution. You can chat with me if you want to, in the chat if you want to follow me on Facebook and or YouTube, or you can just call in 585 346 3,000. So happy that we are here for a short time this afternoon. You know, many times when I talk on this show, I'm telling you what I honestly feel in my heart. And it's often very forward. I'm not sure it is this time. Not sure. I'm a little bit torn by what is the answer to a serious problem that we seem to have across the country, but specifically here in New York State. And that is, is punishment working? And if so, how? You know, I look at parenting, and then I look at business, then I look at politics, and it seems to be maybe not clear. I mean, I'm open to being wrong here completely. But maybe I'm just shell-shocked from what I keep seeing happening. Maybe that's what it is. You know, I look at my daughters, and my friends have often said, Larry, your daughters aren't very rebellious. It's odd because you seem to be rebellious. And I said, what makes you think my daughters aren't rebellious? Well, I never seen them fight against you. I said, oh, they aren't rebellious against me. And it's not because I'm the great dad. That's not it. It's because I don't give them any really rules. So I don't tell them to do stuff. Hard to rebel against somebody if they don't order you to do stuff. I give them my opinion and let them fall on their face. And my daughters tend to not get in much trouble. I didn't get in much trouble either. But mine was a bit different. I was not physical with my daughters at all. I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't be. For those of you who know my background, this is a specific reason why I was not physical with my daughters at all. And that was because my father was very physical with me. Um, very much so. Smack first, ask questions later type. And I knew that was in me, so I chose to not be physical with my daughters. I didn't want to go to the level of my father. I thought I'm going to be the exact opposite. I'm going to not touch them at all. And that was my choice. Now, the weird part is, I wasn't a bad kid either as a teenager. Well, I wasn't very rebellious, I would say. So compared to my peer group, I wasn't really much of a bad kid. And my father was very physical with me younger, but then of course he passed when I was 11, 12. So is that why I stayed the way I stayed? I don't know. What Was the early punishment physical punishment in my life, is that what made me a better teenager or no? Was the fact that I wasn't physical with my daughters 
a reason why they were better teenagers or no. I actually am unsure here. What I do know is one of the reasons why I didn't want to be a bad kid was I didn't want to disappoint my father. And my daughters have told me the same thing about me. I'm assuming they're telling the truth, but kids do a lot of their parents. So maybe they just said it to make me feel good. But they did say that. So was that the issue? Is it just inside people have to feel like they don't want to do a bad thing? Or does the punishment work or help? But then I look at politics. And I see that in New York State, we have been punishing. We have. Sheldon Silver went to jail. The people went to jail. They did. We arrest people. People have to step down. Cuomo stepped down. Patterson didn't run. Spitzer stepped down. Benjamin stepped down. But we still have everybody in trouble. Almost every single executive team has had at least someone who's had to step down. At least one, if not more. Cuomo, Patterson, Spitzer, Benjamin. And for those who don't know, these are the last, you know, groups of four governors we've had in New York State. Every one of them has had someone step down because of some type of bad thing they've done. So we are punishing them in that regard. It's not stopping. They're still corrupt. They don't stop. The system is still bad. Is it, is it just the system? Is it the culture? Or isn't that hard enough? Silver gets his, uh, you know, doesn't get that much time. Cuomo gets all charges dropped. Spitzer never gets charged. Benjamin gets his charges dropped. Patterson never gets charged. Maybe that's it. Maybe we aren't hard enough. Maybe we got to put people in jail for 30 years. Maybe that's it. Is that the problem? That we're not punishing him hard enough? Or is the system just bad? But then I look at business and, and people here in New York State. The harder we get on people, they leave. They pack up and they go away. Well, that's not going to work. I don't want them leaving. So do the thing that we tell you to do here in New York. People don't, they don't agree. They instead leave. Right? I mean, that, that's a problem. But I'll go one step further. Look now at some of the people who feel like they can steal. They can take. There's no punishment there. And they keep going. Right, we now have people in, in Pennsylvania gas station, where we saw the, the uh, story, where the guy's got armed security at his gas station. Guys with, you know, AR-15s. I mean, I'm guessing, I'm assuming that. I don't know if they have, but whatever. They're armed in his gas station, 24-7. Mess around, somebody's getting shot. And it's open carry, like they're showing, here, I'm security. I've got a weapon. Do something, you're going to get shot. Is, is that the answer? Do we have to have people get shot? There was that guy, I think it was in Florida, sheriff who said, if you see people stealing, it's okay to shoot them. Is that the answer? Is, is punishment, does it have to be death? But I'll go one step further. The war on drugs. The war on drugs has been punishing people for 40 years. 
People still using, people still selling, people still addicts, people still high in jail. Here's the one thing that I believe to be true absolutely over all these things. It's true we should have punishment. Of course we should. It's true we should have laws. Of course we should. But culture is more important than law. Culture is more powerful than law. With a better culture, laws will affect people who deserve it versus people who made bad decisions because they thought it was okay. Because the people around them thought it was okay. Because their peer group told them it was okay. Or worse, everyone around them was doing it. So they felt like they were stupid for not. And if you've been around bad peer groups, as I have been, you know what I mean. You're doing the right thing. And everyone's like, what are you, stupid? Sucker? Why are you doing the right thing? We're all doing the bad stuff and we're getting away with it. What's wrong with you? And if that's your family and friends and people you care about, what are you going to do? That's your culture. Culture in our state, culture in our communities, all matters. Culture in our politics matters. And I feel like we are resulting to punishment. Not to take away that we shouldn't have punishment. But we're making punishment the answer. And clearly somehow that's not working. Too much, too little, wrong people. I don't know. But I will say from my business time, when you have a better environment, you have better outcomes. When you have a better culture, you require less law. When you have better culture, people don't do the bad thing. You've heard me say a thousand times, Happiness matters. Why? Because happy people don't hurt others. Hurt people hurt others. That's for sure. Let me grab a quick call if I could. I'm surprised I got one so early. I appreciate it, though. D from Florida. How are Hi, you? Hi, sir. Uh, I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to thank you for continuing to help candidates get the word out on your social media. Um, oh, I really thank can't you. Wait. I can't wait to hear the segments coming up with our three libertarians here in Duval, um, and for any listeners that don't know, Duval County is in North Florida. And, uh, you know, we got three amazing candidates going up for city council in 2023. And, uh, breaking oh, I appreciate the of course. Sure. Breaking the duopoly starts in your backyard. You are the power is all I can say about that. And, again, I really appreciate everything that you're doing with all candidates across the USA and to continue the word. I love it. Thank you so much. You got it. So, yes, good call. Wow. I need more cool calls like that. So, yes. No, yes. The, uh, we are trying to change culture, to her point, at the local level, too. This isn't just about the, the country or about the state. This is about my family, your family. Local, up to the world. Culture stronger than law. What am I? Am I nuts? Tell me. 585-346-3000. Larry Sharp on a free solution, WYSL Rochester, New York, back with your calls and your chat after break. 
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution. You ever need a tool for just one project? but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called the Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at seektoolshed.org. That's S-E-A-C toolshed.org. Hello there, this is Nat King Cole wishing you all a happy and a Merry Christmas. The joy of living is in the giving. So let's give lots of toys for tots. Since 1947, the United States Marine Corps has been helping Santa fill his sleigh, making happier holidays for deserving children right in your community. Go to toysfortots.org and learn how you can make a difference. A free solution on the WYSL stations. It is Larry Sharp back here on A Free Solution. WYSL Rochester, New York, 585-346-3000. You know, if you're saying to yourself, I like this show, I hope you do. You can listen to it three times a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern. We got cool people on this. We, we got Kevin Wilson on this. We got Tim O'Connor on this. Come on. We got the cool people here. I'm here on Tuesday. Come on now. Nothing but good. You can check it out easily, listening on WYSL or following us on Facebook or on YouTube, A Free Solution. So before the break, I was talking about punishment. And culture. And I stand by the idea that culture is important. That punishment, we have to have laws. The question is, when things go wrong, we often focus on more laws and we don't focus on changing culture. And I would ask, is that working? I would say no. (laughs) I would say no. Maybe we don't need more laws. Maybe we have enough. And maybe that's not changing our culture. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to go to chat real fast. Patty says, we parent similar similarly. Maybe work on that one. Mine have gotten into trouble, but we work through it together. Parents should be open and honest, a safe place for children. Because if we raise fractured children, they become broken adults, adults, and harder to fix. You know, yes, 
But Patty, don't we fight our own parents there, right? Don't we fight as humans, not just me and you. Yes, me and you. But I think anybody, aren't we going to be fighting in our heads, our own parents? Because Patty, if your parents didn't raise you that way, or their father, parents didn't raise him that way, we're going to fight that. We're going to say, well, wait a minute, I came out okay, so it must be the right way. And maybe it is, but maybe it's not. And the second part is, I go the opposite way. Do you overcompensate? And to be forward, I was worried that I would overcompensate and that I would be too easy on my girls because my father was hard on me. So I was worried I would overcompensate, right? That I would now be the, do whatever you want, dad, because I was so worried that I would overcompensate for my dad. I feel like I didn't. I think time will tell if I did or didn't, but I feel like I didn't. I think it's that too, right? I think you're right, Patty. I guess what I'm saying is, while you're right, it isn't easy. And I would say governing is the same. And I want to have, I often don't, but I want to have the benefit of the doubt for those people who are in power. But I don't. But I want to. Because it is hard, right? It really is. Nate goes on to say, politicians generally believe laws for thee, but not for me. Man, I wish that was not true, Nate. And this goes to my next piece, right? What what triggered this for me was the former lieutenant governor in New York State, Benjamin, his charges were dropped. So, or his bribery charges were dropped. So he has no bribery charges. And I got to tell you, my thought process was unfair. It was unfair. Because if this had been somebody, this has been you, Nate, I might have been like, good. They probably framed him anyway, is how I would have been thinking. Government's trying to frame Nate, right? That's what I would have thought. And I would have wanted to give you the benefit of doubt. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But when it was Benjamin, I immediately assumed he got away with something. To be forward, I don't know the details of this case at all. And perhaps it is bogus. Maybe it is. But I immediately assumed. It's what happened in my gut. Got away with murder. See, look at him. God, again. And why do I think that? Because nothing happened to Cuomo. Nothing happened to Spitzer. Nothing happened to Patterson. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's the issue, right? Maybe maybe you've made why I feel like that, right? Because as Tubb says in the chat, maybe it's because there really is no punishment for the elites. Maybe that's it. Maybe there actually is no punishment for the elites. And the punishment is only for the average Joe Schmoes. We're the ones who get smashed. We're the ones who go to jail and no one cares about. We're the one no one hears about. But become lieutenant governor, eh, you get a slap on the wrist, you get a TV show on MSNBC. Probably, I, mean, I don't know if Benjamin will or not. But whatever. He might run again and become a congressman or something. I don't know. Who knows? I think that's possible. So yeah. Claude says, elected representatives need to be held accountable for their crimes. But hearing James Comey basically say, Hillary didn't mean to do it, so we won't prosecute. But if anyone else does it, we will prosecute. Made it perfectly clear that politicians are immune to the rule of law. 
Claude, I think you, you and I think in the same way. I think that, you know what? That is, that is the issue. And you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome, right? I just thought talking and you come up and you help clarify my thought process. That's why I'm so torn because I am torn. Because when it comes to changing culture, what we don't have is changing the political culture, do we? You're right, Claude. If I'm in the elite and I'm the powerful, well, Larry didn't mean it because he's in the elite and the powerful. But if I'm some guy sitting here in Queens, oh, lock him up, throw away the key. Who cares what he thinks? Let his business go under. Let his family suffer. Who cares? I think it's a valid point, Claude. I appreciate it. Uh, Kirsten says, kind of odd that people focus on changing laws before culture when you have to have some level of cultural change to get the ball rolling into changing the law. Example, 13th, 14th, 19th, 21st Amendments off the top of my head. Well, Kirsten, what I would say to that is for a law to be effective, mm, I'm not sure if that's right. For a law to not punish everybody, <laughs> that shouldn't be punished maybe. Because I think we have that. Like, I mean, you're saying the 21st Amendment, right? But a 20th Amendment, it, hold on. No, I'm just running it up. 20, which one of those is prohibition? Was it 20th or 21st? Um, I think you, mm, I forgot which one was which. It's one of those two, which just goes to prove that I don't do homework while I'm here. I just talk. But anyway, prohibition. That law, you know, got things going, right? Oh, she comes, comes back. Thank you. Here's to the 18th. Thank you. 18th. Yes, there we go. I forgot which one was which. Yes, the, the, the prohibition, I feel like that law was pushed through really with, with most Americans probably not agreeing to it. And I think the results of it show. So I think we do push forward without culture. Culture was not ready for prohibition. And the massive amounts of violence that came from that, I think, show that. But I think if you look maybe 90s, 80s, I'm not sure when, there was a cultural shift specifically against drunk driving. And while there were laws against it, there was also a cultural shift, which was actually important also, that made people accept that drunk driving was not acceptable. When you go back 30, 40 years from that, well, maybe go back to the 60s, 50s maybe, it was more kind of like, oh, it's a mistake. Oh, it's not your fault. That was much more what culture said. Now culture says, you hit somebody while you're drunk, that's, that's your fault. And that's a cultural change. That was not how we thought of it as a culture if you go back 30, 40 years, maybe 50. I'm too old. <laughs> I'm too old. So yeah, I get your point. Kirsten, I get your point. I do think we have to, we have to focus on culture. Well, I'll, I'll go one step further. There's a lot of laws that we just don't need. A lot of them. They're just to make it feel like we can punish them more. But it punishes the person after they've done it. And most people, if you've been around people who've been felons or are felons or commit crimes, I have, if some of you have been, you know that they're not thinking, I wonder if I'll get 10 years or 12 years. They think that after they've committed the crime, but when they're going to commit the crime, they think of only one thing. Will I get caught? 
they're not thinking about the ramifications of being caught. For them, it is a zero-sum game. It's pass or fail. Do I get caught or not? Once they're caught, then they start thinking, oh my God, is this five years or two years or 20 years? That's when they think of the consequences of, of what that you know, punishment will be. But early on, it's just, will I get caught? So whether that punishment is one year in jail or death, most people aren't thinking about that. And if we're trying to deter the crime, I think it's got to be more about them being worried about being caught. I think that's why the gas station guy with the people with the guns is probably not a bad idea. I mean, people are afraid of getting shot or getting caught or getting captured. Probably works. I don't know. Am I wrong? Is Kirsten wrong? Tell me. 585-346-3000. Larry Sharp, Honor Free Solution, WYSL, Rochester, New York. Back with your calls and more of your chat after the break. solution on the WYSL stations. Yes, Larry Sharp here on WYSL Rochester, New York, a free solution, 585-346-3000. Appreciate you guys giving me a small chunk of your afternoon. And yes, I think from our chat, I think it is clear that the issue is you do want to have a change in culture. However, most people think that culture is just like whether we celebrate Christmas or not, which is part of culture. It is. But it's more so what's expected of each other. And I think the next point that's been brought up here, which that's the part that's been bothering me, and I'm glad you guys brought it to the top, is that What's expected of those in our elite circles, however you would identify elite circles, is a whole lot less than what's expected from us. And I think we would all agree it should be the reverse. right? If you're going to be part of our elite circle, mean you're being supported by us, the regular person, then shouldn't you be held to a higher standard, not a lower one? I mean, we shouldn't hammer you no matter what, right? I think no, if you guys remember a couple years back when Cuomo was in trouble, I was one of the people, obviously I was not a Cuomo fan, still not. I hammered him more than most. And I still said when he got accused, he deserved due process. Even that bad guy deserved due process. And once the report came out, I'm glad he was gone. I'm glad he got booted. He was not a he was a terrible governor and a terrible person. Not that this next governor we got now is so great. I'm just saying, that doesn't matter. He was a bad person and a bad governor, and he's gone. That's good. But even when I had the opportunity to jump on board and scream and yell and call them names, if you remember, I shut up until the investigation was done. 
So while I do think they should be held to a higher standard, it doesn't mean they shouldn't get due process also. We all deserve due process no matter what, and they get punished appropriately. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. I hope I said the right way. (laughs) So, yes. Sam says, slap on the wrist for people in Congress and insider trading. Meanwhile, IRS wants to start monitoring transactions over $600 for citizens. You know, Sam, this is a very good example. Thank you for that. So I got, what's that guy? SBF, is that him? In wherever he is, someplace else, Costa Rica, wherever he is. And he basically steals what? Billions of dollars. And he's on TV. Life is good. People in Congress. How come everybody in Congress is a multimillionaire when they only get like $200,000 a year? Don't get me wrong. $200,000 a year, not a bad salary. I'm not complaining about that salary. But I'm saying, how do you get to be a multimillionaire in like four to eight years with $200,000 a year? You got to be making some real good investments, right? Not that it's not possible, but all of them could do it. Look, if one of them happens to be an investment genius, that's possible. One of them hit it right and made multi-millions. But all of them. Sam, I think you're right. So it's totally fine. And I'm going to say something that may be controversial. If you're going to say, hey, they deserve it because they're leaders or something. I mean, I disagree. But at least there's an argument that would say, okay, then do it above board, right? Say they deserve this bonus if they do well or whatever, so they get to have this benefit. Again, I disagree with that, but at least that's not corrupt, if that makes any sense. If you were to do that, you would say, no, this is open. We've decided as a culture, they decide, they get this awesome benefit, take it. But no, in theory, Sam, they're not insider trading. In theory, they're the same as us. Well, they're not. So either be like us or say you're not like us. One or the other, right? Let's just be honest here so we can deal with that issue. But you're right. The IRS now wants to check our you know, 600 bucks for every citizen because, and what they say, Sam, is to get the rich people. Here's what I'm sure. Rich people are not doing $600 cash transactions on Venmo. That's not happening. That's not how they roll. So I don't know what they're trying to achieve. So yes. Anyway, so thank you for that, Sam. I really appreciate that. You you are correct again. So Dustin says, ideology or philosophy today, Orwellians, one world constitution, peace and love. You know, I'm, Dustin, I'm glad you brought this up because this, I think, walks down a road that I'm unhappy with. Do I think there should be a one world constitution? I don't. Unless, and I'd, I'd have an exception with this, if it was just a one world bill of rights that was basic human rights. I might be okay with that concept, maybe. But to get to a world, one world constitution, you would have to create a one world overpowerful government. And when we're in trouble and when we're scared and when things aren't going well, I understand why people would want that. I do. 
It makes emotional sense, right? Oh my God, I'm afraid. Somebody help me. If only we had the one world government to make everybody good. I get that emotion completely. I do. And I want us to realize it is emotion. It isn't logical. It actually doesn't make sense. It feels right. I get it. I'm not mad at you for thinking it. I'm asking anybody who might be thinking, hey, why don't we have a one world, everything in a one world? When has that ever worked and how could you achieve that? So even if you wanted that, and let's say I'm wrong, and the one world government would be world peace and every everything would be awesome. I don't believe that, but let's say I'm wrong and it would be great. How do you achieve that? The amount of destruction and blood and pain it would take to achieve it, would it be worth it? You would probably have to murder half of the humans on the planet to do so. Now, sadly, there are people who'd be okay with that. So there are people who'd be like, deal, let's do that. There are people who would say that. I am not in that camp, but I understand why somebody would think that. But not just that. Aren't we happiest when we are within our own families, within our own world, doing what we feel is right for us, even when we fail? It, it was Gandhi who said, a people will always prefer their own bad government to the good government of an alien power. And I think that's everywhere. Right? It's the old you know, story. I, I can say that you know how dumb my brother is, but you can't. He's my brother. If I want to call him an idiot, I can, but you can't call him that, right? Because that's my brother. So I can do what I want within my people, but you're an alien power. You can't do it. So while I get why people think that, Dustin, I hope we don't walk down that road. I feel it's a terrible idea. So different side. Lyra says, the child trafficking and slap on the wrist, for instance, it's appalling. We need to fight exposure and real consequence for elites and their purchase government officials protecting them. But you bring up a very important piece here. And I feel it too. I want to be clear. I have felt this too. And this, I think, is not because people are bad. Some people are bad. But I think this is systemic. And you might go, wait a minute. How is how is child this and child that systemic? Here's the reason why. We have a black market in sex work in general. Which means that encourages Horrible sex work also because the black market encompasses everything, right? So if we had less of a black market in adult consensual sex work, that would shrink the black market. People would spend more time on getting the guys and gals who are doing the bad things with children and such. That's piece number one. That's a smaller chunk. Here's the bigger chunk. To be in power in politics, you have to have lots of money. The black market produces lots of money. Bad people covering up bad things is very lucrative. So all that money comes out to politicians and they're like, I need the money. So they walk away, they close their eyes, they look the other way. And here's the thing, Lyra, and I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt. I am. Clearly there are bad people doing bad things, but there are also people who just don't want to lose their source of money so they don't look at all. They purposely look away and just let the bad stuff happen. And then all of a sudden now, 
They're stuck because they've ignored it for literally years, been connected for literally years. Um, does Epstein ring a bell? Perfect example of this. Most people who Epstein had in his pocket didn't go to the island, right? Most just closed their eyes and looked away because he was writing big checks, right? That guy, Bankman Freed, same idea. He was doing shady stuff, but money was coming, so they just shut up and, and looked away. Well, at one point, you're looking away makes you responsible at one point. You can miss one, could happen, right? I missed the one trip to Epstein's Island. Okay, I didn't notice that one. You're human, that could have happened. But you didn't notice four of them? Eight of them? You didn't notice your friends talking about it? That you didn't notice. You kind of noticed. And you chose at that point. At that point, it goes from not, not knowing nothing action to actual negligence. And now here's a problem, Lyra. I'm negligent now. Because now I can't hide anymore. I've been trying to close my eyes and look the opposite way for weeks, months, years. I can't anymore. Do I take action now? And if I do, am I liable? So now do I lose my power? Because I screwed up. That's systemic. If that makes any sense. Right? We have to change all of that. A system that encourages people to turn away until they're stuck. And one that encourages bad people to do bad things. Both of them. I hope I covered what you were talking about, Lara. I was, I was guessing based on what you were talking about. I hope that was clear. So that happens often. Anyway, am I wrong? Do you uh, you think it's just bad people and no culture? Eh, maybe. 585-346-3000. Larry Sharp, WYSL, Rochester, New York, owner free solution. Back with your calls and your chat after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals but don't take my word for it they've won the best in rochester eight years in a row and have an a-plus better business bureau rating if your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals give the professionals at simple tech innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182 that's 585-200-3182 simple tech innovations Are you interested in indoor target shooting? Or do you know someone interested in indoor target shooting? The Rochester Rifle Club has an indoor range in Brighton, New York. Shooting is with 22 caliber rifles, air guns, and pistols with reduced loads. We have leagues and open shooting times. For more information or for a membership application, go to our website at rochesterrifleclub.org. That's rochesterrifleclub.org. Ooh, just what I needed, a mug. This time of year, what do you give? When it's your extra concert, game, or special event tickets to Vet Ticks, you're giving our nation's brave service members and veterans an amazing experience. Give something to those who gave. Vet Ticks. 
For more information on how you can make a difference right now or to become a Vet Tixer, go to vettix.org. A free solution on the WYSL stations. Yes, Larry Sharp here on a free solution. WYSL, Rochester, New York, 585-346-3000. Been talking a lot about punishment and culture and the elite versus the average Joe Schmo and how things are actually working. And then the culture of the elite and the things that they're doing and how they get away with stuff and how sometimes lucky they seem to be. Let me grab a call if I could. I am going to grab Keith from Rochester. How are you, sir? I think all of you are being uh, way too optimistic. Uh, The big problem today is uh, the true lack of education and that our people are not uh, knowing how our country was put together. Many people today do not understand our founding documents. At my age, if I were to come Mm -hmm. back from the dead in 50 years, I'll bet everyone we may well not have a constitutional republic. Uh, You you have to have people to understand culturally and everything what makes America so unique. Everyone should know that without the United States of America, as we are created and must be, uh, the world plunges into darkness. Authoritarianism is all over the world today, and these young people don't know how well they have it. I'll give you a fast example. Today, the Georgia Senate race is being held. I've heard some of these yep. young people, even in Georgia, talk. These people are ignorant, and uh, I'm sorry for my fellow conservatives. There's a good enough chance the Democrat will win. These young people just don't know what yep. it means to have a constitutional republic, and in closing, Uh, Our Constitution was not meant to be a suicide pact, but you can see all of our enemies are using our founding words against us. They are trying to destroy us, and there's not enough backbone uh, by people standing up and saying, we won't take it anymore. The only one um, that I would say, and she's a true mama bear, is Carrie Lake in Arizona trying to get back that a governorship uh, that was stolen from her. So in closing, unless we have our young people educated, unless they carry on as true American patriots, politely or not, on my part, I don't know what the rest of you are talking about. These young people are going to determine the future of our country. Yep. Many of them are thinking socialist, and without America as we were meant to be, turn out the lights, there goes the whole world. So let me touch a couple things. As usual, Keith, you give me a bunch of them to think about. So let me grab a couple of them. The first piece is the idea of kind of knowing who we are. I think you're right. That's the critical cultural piece, right? I used to live in Japan years ago. And I I taught English there. And when I lived in Japan, I learned a lot about America by seeing other countries. I, I was in China, Japan, Philippines, and Korea. And I learned a lot about America there. And one of the things that one of my students asked me, they said, you know, why are you Americans so angry when people burn your flag? No one burns a Japanese flag because we don't care. If you burn a Japanese flag, we don't care, whatever. And I said, there's an important piece to remember as an American. As a Japanese person, you are linked by many things. You all speak the same language, basically. It's a very, for those who don't know, 
Japan is a very homogenous society. I think Japan and Finland are the top two homogenous um, societies in the in the world. Maybe South Korea is in there too. But anyway, they're very homogenous. So they have same language. They have basically the same religion. They have a unified school district. So they go to the same schools. They read the same books, right? So they're very unified by many cultural things. Americans aren't. Symbolism and ideas are critical to what it means to being American. Many of us, English is not our first language. There are multiple languages in our household. We come from different countries, different religions, even within a religion, different sects within that religion. So very different how we think, cultural things that we deal with, TV shows we watch, books that we read, school districts we've been through, all different. What links us are those cultural symbols and ideas. And to your point, Keith, when we lose those, are we a cohesive country anymore? And I think the answer is probably no. And there are some people, scholars, who would say one of the biggest reasons why the Roman Empire fell is because people didn't realize what it meant to be Roman anymore. Because the Romans also became a very, you know, disparate empire with many cultures coming into them. And the ideas of what it was to become Roman changed because they became an empire, to your point, not a republic. And now it was about what the emperor thought, not about what it was to be Roman. It was a different piece. So I agree with you. I think you have to work on it. And one of the reasons why we're failing is because it's going to, you non-libertarians be mad at me, but you libertarians will love it. It's because of centralized education that is based upon money and grants and not about local people teaching civics and teaching things like local people doing great things and understanding your local community and how valuable it is when the local guy or gal goes off and does something great. That stuff's unheard of. You had on top of that centralized news, the local business, I'm sorry, the local newspaper, gone, the local radio station, gone, the local everything, gone, everything local, everything centralized. I would argue that's the whole thing, which actually creates something, which is a lost population and lost youth, which goes to your point again, Keith. And the last piece I'll bring up, which is what we were talking about. Why would so many youngsters think socialism is the, is the answer? Because of what this show has been about. They have watched the elite get away with everything. They have watched themselves fall and fail, those around them not do well, not grow, while the elites get away with everything. They get away with murder. And they go, well, that's not working. These people are saying socialism will, will knock those elites down a peg. I'm in. I think all three of those go to what you were saying, Keith. So I'll ask with time running out, how do we stop the hemorrhaging? I think you remain unduly optimistic. You get around. You know you do. You talk to these young people, even the more conservative yep. ones, that they're dumb yep. as a wooden post. What? I mean, how do we yep. get them back? I mean, they're the ones who are going to determine whether we re- remain a constitutional republic. I don't think they have... Uh, the strength the, the internally uh, to have that they have no sense of history, they don't care anything. Uh, how, are, how are we going to maintain our country in closing if they don't have the mind and the will to do it? Well, you are right. I am an optimist. Guilty as charged. I throw myself at the mercy of the court. I am. I keep trying. I don't want to give up. I have kids. I have people who are walking into that same road. I think the only answer is guys like me keep talking. And there are some of us out there. We keep pushing until eventually enough 
We hit that critical mass. I don't know, Keith, what that critical mass is. Is it 2%? Is it 10%? Is it 15%? I don't know. I keep pushing until we either hit that critical mass and things change or until I'm proven wrong. One of those two things, my friend. That's what I do. In closing, I try and be manly, but it makes me want to cry. I mean, uh, I could well up in yes. tears. I think we're losing our country big time, and uh, so many Americans just are not tuned in. They'll they'll pay more attention to a sports game than we are losing our country, everyone. We are losing our liberties, our freedoms. Wake up, all of you Americans. We are losing our country. We are. No argument from me, Keith. I'm, and I want to cry, too. I just keep going. Thanks for the call, my friend. I appreciate it. Yes, I will end it on this one. Lyra says, no new world order. No, thank you. I agree. I think local matters, culture matters, happiness matters. We can still make this work. We just can't stop fighting. Thank you so much for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. I will see you all very soon. Thank you.